Alright, oh my gosh. <laughs> Y'all, I just watched Turning Red, the new Disney Pixar movie, and I could not wait to talk about this on the podcast. I originally was just going to do like a few stories, but there was so much in this. I was like, no, it just has to be a podcast episode because it's it's going to be so long. And I didn't really want to do just a live. Um, and I didn't want to wait because it's like 9 p.m. on a Saturday. And I know nobody is really going to be on live at that time. Um, so I figured this was the best way. But before I get ahead of myself, this is your first time listening. This is Kaya. It knows by Kaya. And I am a licensed clinical social worker, therapist, and mental health coach. And I support parents in fostering healthy minds by um, teaching them how to have better interactions with their children. (laughs) So, first of all, I was already excited about this movie. The previews look so good. Um, If you're not familiar, please look it up. Please definitely watch. Uh, Even as an adult, like, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Uh, But I also love kid movies at the same time so you know whatever but it really piqued my interest in why I ended up watching tonight was because some man on Facebook I not just somebody that I don't know that we happen to be friends on Facebook but anyway he says a lot of controversial things anyway I don't know why I let that get to me but basically he was upset that this movie was about it was focused on a girl getting her period and I'm like what do you mean do you know that we need this (laughs) and he's like oh well movies and shows shouldn't be teaching girls about this it should be their parents and but do you realize how much kids learn from YouTube TV movies like they are great like principal teachers and it can be used as a tool to help parents have that conversation. It's not that they're teaching um, the whole thing from start to finish. And it just, for most kids, it's going to go over their heads anyway. So it's going to take a parent to come in and talk about what just happened. So that infuriated me so much, number one, because men just talk about things that they really have no business talking about. And that's one of them. Like, if you don't know what it's like to be a girl, especially at age 13 or younger, getting your period and how terrifying it is and how embarrassing it can be. And then he had the nerve to say, oh, because y'all are embarrassed uh, or because we embarrass ourselves, I think is what he said. I was like, no, the embarrassment happened because of men like you, because of men that tell us that it is disgusting and it is terrible and oh my God, and make this a big deal out of it, it became that way. It didn't have to be that way from the beginning. But anyway, I digress. We're going to talk about this movie because it was great. And so we're going to talk about all of its greatness. Uh, First things first, (laughs) the opening line where she was talking about, or the opening monologue, When she said, honoring your parents is good, but when you honor them too much, 
you forget to honor yourself. And I was hooked then. I was like, oh my God, this is about to be a phenomenal movie. <laughs> like, because that is so true. Like, we really lose ourselves in our parents and what they want for us. One thing that really led me into social work was um, seeing that in other places, mostly other countries like Afghanistan, things like that. I remember specifically seeing on the news, like how women and children were being treated, blah, blah, blah. That kind of opened my mind. And then I began to see that parents are really controlling their children. Like when girls, when people would say, I have to, my major in college has to be this because of what my parents want. That blows my effing mind. It blows my mind because it's not your life. And it's like parents sometimes lose sight that you are raising an individual. You are not raising a mini clone of yourself. You're raising another individual. So why then do you think it's okay for you to tell them you can't be what you want to be? And I have a discussion similar with another man, y'all. This is not going to be a man-hated show, I promise. But I was talking to this guy, um, not like that, but we I, I actually uh, was interviewed on his podcast. and we were having a conversation afterwards and he was talking about that his daughter really wants to go to school for dance, but he did not believe that she could really make any money doing it and all these things that he wants her to get an education in something else first. I said, well, let me tell you how you're messing her up. Number one, why are you not believing in her? It is so insane to me to think about how much entertainment stars make celebrities dancers singers sports players but then parents will say you can never make it like that there's a one in a million chance and it won't be you like the fuck <laughs> what uh <laughs> excuse me no <laughs> issue number 1 okay number 2 when your daughter goes through college and waits to do that, she loses her chance. Dance is a thing that, um, it's just one of those things you have to get in while you're young because the industry has not yet changed. And so they are very discriminatory about age and things like that. And it's going to be even harder for her to do it. So you are lessening her chances of making it basically so you can tell her, I told you so. Now you can say all day, oh, I'm protecting her. Well, no, you're not. You are destroying her from the inside out. And by the end of the conversation, he understood it. He was like, you know what? Wow. That is so true. And I'm like, yes. Like, who are you to decide what her dreams are? 
And a lot of times, and this connects to the movie as well, is it's because of fear, your own fear. And we just just talked about this. You are putting your own fears out onto your children because you didn't believe that you could make it because you decided to go a safe route. You want them to do the same thing. No, that's not up to you. So back to the movie. I'm so passionate and I probably should have waited like 30 minutes after I watched it at least, but it was immediate credits rolling. Okay, let me record this. But in this movie, you have a young girl who at first is terrified. Understandably so, right? She turned into a panda. (laughs) And number one, they kept this from her, that this was a family thing and they should have been preparing her for it for a long time. Um, and they should have been having this discussion. This is what's going to happen. It's going to happen around this time. This is what it's going to feel like. You should be preparing your children for the things that they will face. Having conversations about it, not avoiding it because you're not doing them any good. It just makes it scarier. It just makes it bigger. When you can be preparing them from the beginning that this is what is going to happen. So she's terrified, but then she learns, you know what? This is kind of, this is kind of okay. And she was so happy. I absolutely love the friend group. They were the, oh my gosh. Like, I was like, yes, we all need friends like this. They didn't judge her. They were shocked, of course. And they were like, oh my gosh. But they were like, no, let's embrace it. It's so cute. It's this, it's that. And, you know, it's crazy because a lot of times these days, you know, the older generations really talk bad about the younger generation and the things that they accept and are open to and things like that. But the entire school was supportive of her, but she couldn't get support at home from her family. And y'all wonder why they would rather be on the Xbox or the, you know, whatever with their friends, because that is where they are accepted. That is where they can be a hundred percent themselves. 100% without judgment. Most of the time. Now the internet world, it can be really mean and hateful and all of that. And I don't want to ignore that, but For the most part, they are supporting each other. So this friend group is like, girl, come on. And she really understood her power. And that is one thing that really bothered me about what that man said that I was talking about in the beginning. The first one was because you're focused on this movie being about a girl getting her period. But there were so many other things in this movie to attach to. There was girl power. There was the strength of friendships. There was this mother coming to terms with who she was and her like finally accepting her daughter for who she was. Like there were so many wonderful, beautiful things in this movie and that is what you attach to? Come on. 
But you know, men hate to see women like thrive in their power. They want us to be like, oh, I can't do this because of this. I can't do this. I can't. They want us to be like that. But when we take that shit and we're like, please, I'm going to take this for everything that it is. And I'm going to thrive with it. Right? So she becomes more of herself. She becomes more comfortable. She's more free. Right? And then a mistake happens. First of all, her mom pissed me off the entire movie until the end. Okay? Uh, (laughs) Her mom was overbearing. And when you are overbearing over your children like that, there's no way that they can thrive. She was embarrassing. Um, Why would you want to put your child in that situation? I'll never understand. And I can understand from the point of a mother, from the point of view of a mother, that you want your child to be okay. And you do want to watch them and make sure they're fine and be close to them. I understand that 1000%. However. You have to do it in a way, you have to be able to let go. You have to put yourself aside because that's all that it's about really is I want to be comfortable. I want to know that they are safe. I want to do this and do that. It's not really about them. It is, but it's not. So the mom, super overbearing, just cannot believe that her daughter has this mind of her own when she blamed the friends for everything that happened at the party and I'm like ma'am what your child can make mistakes as well um and I used to see this a lot like when I worked in the school system was that they would just be in denial and it's like no just accept that they made a mistake and work it out it's fine Right. So. I could see very early on that this mother. um, It was interesting to me how she was presenting in a certain way, but didn't even want to talk to her own mom on the phone. And. I what I would like to see more parents do is remember how the things your parents did made you feel. What was that like for you? Because nowadays you talk to adults and like, oh, I turned out fine. Yeah, but what what was that like when you were a teenager? What was that like when you were a child? How did that drive a wedge between you and your parents? How much sneakier did it make you be? Like, that's what I want you to remember and keep a hold of. So then it gets to a point and she's like, well, I never got to go to a concert. That's your problem. So just because you didn't get to do it, your daughter doesn't get to have these experiences. That's an issue between you and your mom. Y'all need to talk about that. But don't put that on her and like keep her in a box because your mom did this and it's crazy because you know whenever they do the ritual they meet up in the little garden thing and 
she, the mom is like on the ground crying and she's like, oh, like I feel so terrible. I will never meet my mom's expectations. And it's like, but here you are doing the same thing to your child. What a crazy situation, right? So you know how that feels. You know how bad it is. And I believe that she was better, that the young girl's mom was better than the grandma when it came to parenting. But there was a lot of things that were the same because, oh, this is how my mom was. So this is how I have to be. But I think she did recognize some things um, that weren't right and tried to change some of those. But it's really hard. And one thing that I really learned in my parenting experience is whether you want it to or not, the way that your parents parented you will come out with your kids. But you have to be intentional with that. Extremely, extremely, extremely intentional about being different. And it is hard. Because sometimes you will start doing things and not even realize that you're doing it. So it it takes you like, no, I'm not going to do this. And sometimes going back and apologizing, recognizing where you made your mistake and saying, you know what? I am so sorry. Let's try this again. And it's much better when you do it while they're young, not when they're adults. Because Sometimes you lose your opportunity. Sometimes they're hurt so bad by what you did that you lost it. So in order to prevent that from happening, do it while they're young. Do it while you have them. Right? And not saying that you will recognize every single mistake in the moment when you should. Sometimes it takes something else happening for you to recognize that wasn't right let me go back and fix it right but um it was just interesting to see that she had the same experience with her mother and we tried to get kids to conform rather than letting them be themselves. And let me tell you something, because I know that a lot of my listeners are Christian. Uh, Sorry about the cussing, y'all. But I know that a lot of you are Christian. So I want to put this into your mind. God created your child as he wanted them to be. Let me say that one more time. God created your child as an individual, the way that he wanted them to be. Not to be just like you, not for you to mold and shape into what you think is the perfect child. Your job is to lead them and guide them, not mold and shape them into your clone. Okay? So hopefully that little piece will stick with you 
because they're going to have different personalities. They're going to think differently than you. They're going to dress differently than you because you are at a different point in your life. But you did the same thing as a teenager, as a young person, unless your parents suffocated you so much that you didn't feel like you were able to. But how did that feel? How did that feel to have all that pressure to conform to what they wanted you to do and be? It's not, it it doesn't feel good because the whole time you're questioning, am I enough? Why am, why is it not okay for me to be me? Why do I have to be you? And most of the time it's over the dumbest things. My parents, they hate tattoos. Well. I got one, sister got a couple, brother got one, like, but it was so, like, I'm not even going to go into the story of how outlandish their thinking was about this, but it was like, come on, so because you don't like tattoos, I can't like them either? Even when talking about guys, like, that I like that had dreads. And they didn't like dreads, dreadlocks. I'm sorry. I under, we're changing the culture because they're not dreadful. Got it. Locks. So because you don't like men with locks and you think they're tacky, you think they're this and that. I can't even bring nobody home that has locks. How does that make sense? How in the world can you? Think in your mind that that is okay at all. So one thing that really disappointed me was when the dad recognized that it really was her and how happy and joyful that she was. And I was so ready for him to say, you know what, we don't need to do this ritual Or at least talk to the daughter and said, okay, what do you want to do? Let's have a conversation. How can we talk to your mom about this? But I also understand that it it really was going to take the mom going through her own process to really understand. So a part of me is glad that it happened that way. But I was like, dude, you really just going to let your daughter go through this knowing what you know? Come on. You saw how much she was thriving and happy and joyful. And you want to crush that. Why? I don't understand. The mom, like, going, when she went to that boy in that store, just completely in denial that, oh, my child cannot possibly be thinking about any of these things with a boy uh why not you did like excuse me (laughs) um yeah you you were you were like that it's a part of life (laughs) and to go accuse this man of doing something wrong or this young boy of doing something wrong to her daughter like in real life do you know how detrimental that could be to spread some kind of rumor like that to be in a grocery store talking to someone like that 
and he's 17 and your daughter is 13, you would ruin that kid's life. All because you're in denial that your child has emotions and feelings now. Well, they always have emotions and feelings, but like of this level, of this capacity about this certain thing. Not wanting her to go to concerts. Why? For what? And it's just like, I don't know. Things could be so different. And it just, it crushes me really like seeing parents do this to their children. Like, mom, hello, I'm human. And I know it's hard. It's hard to see your child grow up and change because you're having to grieve. And yes, it is a grief process. You are grieving your child going from this little baby that you used to carry in your arms, going into adulthood. This movie is so important in so many ways. And I'm, oh. I love it so much. And it just made it made me think really um about my grandma and when my cousin started her cycle and how mean she was about it. As if my cousin did something to make it start. Like, but you you worked in the medical field, you know how this goes. Oh, but she started too young. She had to be doing something. What? Huh? Come on now. Let's get it together. Let's chill out with all that. Like, <laughs> this is insane. I'm glad that they allowed her to choose to keep her panda. Because it just goes to show that something that someone else can see as negative. You can flip it and turn it into a positive and do whatever. Ooh, this is about to make me emotional, y'all. But you can, like, really turn that around and make power out of it. Like, do you know how many things as people that we are already insecure about that we think is so negative and other people because they are not able to accept their flaws or things that are different want to make you feel like them misery loves company and it just reminds me like of how much oh jeez how much my voice was quieted as a child When I was just trying to advocate for myself, when I just wanted to be who I was, and my parents, they would not listen to me, I got in trouble for, um, oh God, speaking out, and even today, it is so hard 
for me to speak up for myself. And when I do, a lot of times it comes out in the wrong way because I push it down so much. And I'm just always ready for somebody to take that and use it against me every time. I can't be honest with you about my feelings. My last boyfriend, um, we had issues one a lot. Um, one major issue was that he would ask me what's wrong and I say nothing. And then eventually it all explodes because I was groomed to keep my emotions inside in many different ways. Getting in trouble when I spoke out. They weren't hearing the message. They only heard the way that it came out. Um, having uh, just all kinds of different things. And that's what I'm telling you. Mindful parenting is about thinking beyond today. I'm a grown woman still struggling with communicating. Why? I am a grown woman getting into arguments in my relationship because I am fighting to be heard. Because for so long, I wasn't. So now it's like, well, Kai, why are you, you know, throwing all these things in my face? Why are you repeating these same things over and over again? Because I need to know that you hurt me. I'm speaking up for myself. I wasn't allowed to say you hurt my feelings. It didn't mean shit. And my feelings got hurt quite a bit. But I couldn't say that. But now I can. So now I'm telling you, you hurt my feelings. And this is why. And you're mad about it. So what am I supposed to do? Because when I sit there and I just keep it quiet and don't say nothing about how you hurt me, I am dying inside. It doesn't feel good. I feel like that same little girl that's being told to shut up. My parents didn't use the word shut up most of the time. My dad did. But like, that's how it feels. But you want me to think about your feelings. You want me to think about, and I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent, y'all, but I, I, this is healing for me. So we're just going to keep going and hopefully it helps you to understand your children. But you want me to not express how you hurt me, but be able to apologize for how I hurt you. You want me to ignore this. You say you're sorry. Now it's over. No, it's not. Because I'm still hurt. You want it to be over. and You want me to never say anything about it again because you apologized. But I am tired of being quieted. As a woman, as a black woman, as someone who has endured that kind of trauma. And when I tell you, this is why I do this, you say that I'm making excuses. 
and you're mad about it. How can we communicate like that? How? With your children. If you get mad every time they express themselves, particularly because it didn't come out the way that you wanted it to come out, how can they ever be expressive? How do you expect to have open communication? You can't. There's no way at all. It doesn't happen. So you're teaching them that what they have to say is not worth listening to. I know you want the message to be perfect. You want it to not come out in a disrespectful way. But sometimes it does. Sometimes your communication comes out in a disrespectful way. Like it it happens sometimes. So it's um you know, it's crazy because it showed up in my jobs and how I communicated with others because I would sit there quiet for so long and eventually it would build up and I would explode. Or I'm like, I'm not being quiet for you. I'm not about to sit here and appease you when you know what you're saying is wrong. Absolutely not. I'm going to stand up for myself. But as a dark-skinned brown girl, a chocolate girl, I'm seen as aggressive. I'm seen as a problem. But even within my supposed-to-be safe spaces, in my relationship with my parents, that's not safe either. So, let me bring it back. Sorry. No, I'm not. Bring it back. When you suppress who your child is, because that's who I was. I'm an advocate. I speak up for other people, but it's hard for me to speak up for myself. I had some things going on over the summer, or no, not over the summer, over Christmas break, where I needed to get some answers for myself and I needed to advocate for myself for some specific things to happen. And I could not. Like, anxiety attack could not. And it was a simple phone call. Now, mind you, I worked as a case manager for a long time. As a social worker, I still do a lot of case management. And my therapist, because I had to take this to therapy, that's how bad it was, is I took this into my therapy space and she said, Kaya, what if you were your client? Then what? I said, oh, I would have called a long time ago. Easy. Like, and not stopped until they got what my client needed. No problem. Okay, what if it was your best friend? Same thing. And that call would have, ooh, that call would have been made real fast. So how come when it comes to you, you can't do it? It's such a problem. Well, I was never really able to use my voice for myself. And it was the same thing. Me and my siblings didn't get along when we was little. But when we were little, I, huh, 
go to bat for them in a heartbeat. I don't care. But when it came to myself, I couldn't. So now I'm a grown woman and trying to explain to a person that I'm in a relationship with, I need to be able to vocalize my feelings without you shutting me down. It it doesn't work any other way. I'm sorry. And if you can't accept it, well, what Beyonce said, boy, bye. Because, yeah, we're not doing it. But that's a part of who I was. Is an advocate. Someone who speaks up for others. And that should have started with myself. So, don't suppress who your child is because of your own fears. You deal with yours and let them be who they are. You will save yourself so much heartache. So, like, so much. I watched my brother growing up and, you know, that's, if y'all don't know, that's my baby. Okay. Forever. Okay. Um, and he is so, he's such an extrovert, <laughs> like, and he does not meet a stranger. I see that as positive because for me, I'm an introvert. I don't really put myself out there like that. And I, I was watching him one day and I was talking to my mom and I was like, he does not meet a stranger. Like he makes connections like that. Like, he's so good at it. He will thrive in absolutely anything that he wants to do because he is not afraid to talk to people and laugh and goof and joke. And they'll, like, you could watch him with somebody for the first time and think they met 10 years ago. <laughs> like, and my mom rolled her eyes about that. And I said, excuse me? There is nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah, but sometimes he uses it. You have to teach him how to use it with integrity. But that is what is in him. And it's for you to nurture it, not suppress it. Just because it is opposite of you does not mean it's bad. He's adventurous. He talk a lot. He is his own person and like you cannot tell him what to do for the most part. Now, if you have his respect, he'll listen to you. But at the end of the day, he's going to go with what his heart feels. And I love that about him because what I'm in therapy to be able to do, to not care about what anybody else thinks or says about what I'm doing, where my heart is or any of that. He has naturally, but for my parents, that's a problem because they can't control that. You can't put that in a box. You can't contain that. You can't make him conform because he is never going to do it, ever. And I'm so stinking proud of him going after what he wants. And I told him, I said, baby, that's what we call them. I still call him baby. My sisters don't really call him baby anyway. But 
I am so proud of you and the decisions that you're making for college. And I just want you to know that if you want to do something else, you can. You don't have to do this because you think that's the way. You're going to be successful regardless. It's okay for you to make your own choice. Because I wish that somebody said that to me about a lot of different things. It would save me a lot of heartache. Save me a lot of therapy money. (laughs) Like, even my business, it hasn't grown as much as I would like for it to. Because I always have this doubt. And, you know, um, I quit my job recently working in the schools and it took me a long time to be able to do it. And I think I told y'all this last week, but in case you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'm gonna tell you this and then go and listen to the full last week's episode. So before I was able to do it, now I spent a lot of time thinking about this and trying to make a strategic exit plan and all of that. but. That job was literally like sucking the life out of me. I was having panic attacks just trying to go to work. I was depressed. I was late to work every day because I couldn't sleep. I was avoiding sleep the night before because I knew I had to go to work the next day as if that did something. Leaving early because I could not be there anymore. It was destroying me. And rather than being able to think about myself and what I needed and what was good for me, because it also made me suicidal, um, I couldn't stop hearing my parents' voice in my head. Okay, you know you don't need to quit until you have something for sure lined up. You know you don't need to, you know, you don't, all of that. Hard, but eventually I broke. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I did not even tell my mother that I quit for about a month. I just told her like this week, and I quit about three weeks ago. Four. I quit in February. No, I quit January 31st, and it is March 12th, and I just told her like two days ago. Because I did not need her in my head anymore with her fear-filled mindset getting in my head because I need to focus on my business. And I cannot do that when I hear the doubts because I doubt myself enough. I don't need anybody else doing it or I don't need to hear it. You can doubt all you want to. Let me show you. Right? So just think about those things when you are raising your children. Is that these kinds of things have impact far beyond that current moment. So you have to be careful. Because it does make a difference. It absolutely does. So those things happen now. You set the foundation now. 
for what is to come. Okay. So uh, if you have not watched that movie, Turning Red, um, I'm sorry I spoiled it for you, but it's so good. Please go watch it. It has so many different messages in it. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to remember something later that I meant to put in here and I didn't. Um, and I thought about it towards the end. I was like, I should have been taking notes, but, um, I was too into the movie and like cheering and clapping and <laughs> all the things because I was enjoying it so much, but watch that. And for the people who are like that first man I spoke about, use this movie as a tool to have a conversation with your girls and with your boys. Because boys really make periods the worst. They're the ones who make fun of girls when they have red spots on their pants. They're the ones that make girls feel awful and embarrassed about it. So talk to them too. And show them this is a superpower. This is how we have babies. So, yeah the movie don't suppress who your child is allow them to grow up and be who they were born to be purpose all those things that you're seeing as negative right now they have a positive spin to it you just have to find it and nurture it it might be annoying to you now it might be causing you a lot of frustrations to you now but i guarantee if you nurture that thing, it will grow and flourish into something that makes them even more great than they already were the day they were born. So it's just a thought. Think about it. Take it in. Soak it in. Um, because it's, it's really important. Don't let your own fears shut them off. Don't let your own fears keep them from who they were born to be. Okay? So, I know I was a little high this episode. I was swayed and, you know, had a little therapy with y'all. <laughs> but, um, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for being here. Please share. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Give a review, please. That really helps the show to grow. Um, I do have a goal to grow the listeners of the show by the end of the year, and I can only do that with your help. So, thank you so much. Um, and I wanted to share that those of you who have preteens and teenagers, I want to work with you. I have a few different ideas in my head. I do have one-on-one -on -one coaching available where we come together, you and your child, and we work through the issues together. It's not separate. I'm not working with just your child. I'm not working with just you because everyone has to contribute in order for things to work and change and be different. So 
I have that available. You can go nosebakai.com and book a session with me, book a discovery call um, so that we can talk about what that looks like and how that works and how I can help you. Um, also, I'm preparing for another interactions workshop. I really want to do an in-person one. Um, and so I am trying to figure out how I can make that happen and when the best time is for it. So uh, it may be the summer. Um, so definitely connect with me on social media at Nosebakaya on pretty much everything. And you can get on my email list. Just go to nosebakaya.com and I'll send you um, all the updates and sales and, you know, all of that stuff. And I have products on there as well on the website. So please feel free to check that out. Uh, course available, Parenting Made Easier. And all that stuff is on, you can just click the link in my bio and on Instagram. Um, it will be added to the website soon. And I think that's it. Thank you guys. I really had to get that out. That was such a great movie. Um, but I appreciate every single one of you so much for being here, for your support, for your love, for your encouraging words. And all of that, it means the absolute world to me. I appreciate it. Um, and don't forget to share, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And also leave us a review with how much you love the show. Okay? All right. Thank you. Talk to you next time. Bye.